Welcome back to another episode of the How Good Sport podcast. Thank you for joining us. If it's your first time joining us, thank you and welcome aboard. Today we are doing a preview of the North Queensland Cowboys. Obviously last year was a little bit of a mind fuck. We saw them all over the place, up and down like a yo-yo. Off the back of the 2022 effort where we saw them make the prelim and they were a bee's dick away from making the grand final, we expected a lot more from the Cowboys last year, but it just didn't quite come together. They sort of really hit rock bottom when they got flogged by the Tigers at Leichhardt Oval. Of all teams to get flogged by, it was the Tigers who were down the other end of the ladder. So at one point, the Cowies were 16th, and, and then after a run of form, they found themselves as high as the 7th. And they even had some pundits like Gus Gould tipping them as Smokies to win the comp, but then they just continued to yo-yo up and down the ladder. And then we saw the latter part of the season where they really just unfortunately flopped out and weren't able to make the eight. There was the suspension of homes that set them on a bit of a dive and and then they just weren't able to rescue the season. So it was an unfortunate season for the Cowboys after such a promising, successful season in 2022. Um, you know, there were reports that they trained so hard the season before that it was hard to replicate the same thing the following season. We saw emerging players like Jeremiah Nanai who came out and had breakout seasons playing rep footy and, and they just weren't able to replicate that consistent footy this year. A few of those players who had the standout seasons the year before we really struggled to find any consistency. I thought Chad was pretty quiet. I mean, Chad's not one of these... Uh, X-Factor type halfbacks, he's a really good game manager, he's got a good kicking game and he knows how to get his players around the park, but I did think he was he was fairly quiet in comparison to the season that he had before. There was a lot of chat and a lot of controversy, so to speak, around his signing for the Cowboys, but he really justified that signing in the 2022 season, whereas last year he was just a little quieter, so hopefully we'll see a little bit more out of Chad this season. Tamalolo was very quiet by his standards, you know, we've We've seen what JT can do over the seasons and we we set the bar pretty high for this dude based on the fact that he can just absolutely fucking bowl over blokes, make tackle breaks, get post-contact meters at will. But last year, we just didn't see that. And if you look over and reflect over his stats, it's it's a pretty vast difference between some of his best seasons for JT. So we really need to see more from him this year. And we spoke about and touched on Jeremiah and I, you know, he had a breakout season in 2022 scored something like 15 or 16 tries, which I know is probably an irregular season for a second row forward, but his ability to just be around the ball was something that stood out to him and, and a big reason why he made that Maroon side and the Kangaroo side. And Of course, he found his fucking best form for Origin when he got picked last year, um, but he just wasn't able to replicate that uh, consistency consistently, I should say, for the Cowies over the year last year. So that's something the Cowies are going to want to see consistently over the year. They're also really hurt by the suspension of Drinky early in the season. We've seen over the last couple of years how important he is to the Cowboys, and we'll touch on that a little bit more when we dive into the preview. But, you know, this is a guy who's been up and around the mark for the Dalian rankings in the last two seasons, and his importance to this Cowboys side is just fucking huge and cannot be understated. So that was a really big impact for the Cowboys last year. I really loved what I saw from Zach Labart. Last year, and the opportunities he got, I think he got about three or four games. There's really something about this bloke, and I, I can't quite put my finger on it. I love the rangy kind of running style. He really reminds me of a young Josh Dugan. He scored uh, two or three tries in the last couple of games. I think they played the Dolphins 
and they got flogged by the Panthers, but he scored a really nice try where he pierced through the Panthers and ran about 40 or 50 metres, and that's no mean feat against a side like the Panthers who have got beautiful defensive structures, and they had pretty much a full-strength team in that last round too, so that certainly was uh, something that uh, can't be understated. So I really do like Zach Laybuck. I think he's an exciting prospect for the Cowboys moving forward. Uh, we saw Leilua depart this week. I don't think he's necessarily a huge loss at all, given the cap space he was taking up and their ability to just keep finding second-row forwards. So I don't think it's a, a huge loss for the Cowies. I think he was demanding pretty significant money too. So gives them an opportunity to maybe look at some areas that maybe they're lacking or to sign some more players for the years to come. So I don't think that's a huge loss for the Cowboys for this year. For the 2024 season, the Cowboys have got a pretty decent draw. They've got 12 games against last year's bottom eight sides, which includes seven against the bottom four, which is pretty handy. And they've got some really winnable games in the first few rounds against the Dolphins, the Knights and the Dragons. And obviously the Knights coming off a successful season last year, but I suppose um, we don't know whether they're going to replicate that straight away this year. Um, so it might be a game that the, the Cowboys definitely fancy themselves in the first few rounds. Uh, definitely... Expect them to beat the Dolphins in round one, but that's at Suncorp, and we saw what the Dolphins did to the Chookies in round one last year. But I would expect them to be handling the Dragons pretty easily. So um, They finished the season against the Storm and the Doggies, so the Storm match is uh, at home, and then the Doggies fixture is away. We don't know what the Doggies are going to look like by round 27 either. So um, that, that could be a, an easy game for them or it might be a tricky game if the Dogs find some form based on the way their side's shaping up for the year. With the buys for the Cowboys, it's pretty tricky. They don't have a buy until round 16 and they have been looked after by the NRL in terms of trying to keep them in Queensland a lot. But even when they have to travel to the Gold Coast or Brisbane, they still have to jump on an hour flight. So... Not ideal for a side like the Cowboys who are travelling regularly. It's not like a side like the Roosters or the Panthers or Souths who are playing in Sydney and they just jump on a bus for 30 to 40 minutes. They've got to get on a flight, get to and from an airport. And, and even if you're an NL side, NRL side that's getting ushered through, it's still um, a lot of un, you know unsettled transitions and, and no real stability. So to have no buy until around 16, particularly with – a crop of origin players in your side, I really don't think that's ideal. But then I guess for that back half of the season, it does provide the Cowboys uh, an opportunity to have some breaks and um, recover. So again, one of these things, there's a lot of context to it. Does the buys in the back half of the season really help these players recover and refresh? Does it mean that there's a lot of kind of stopping and starting and that ability to gain momentum, particularly for a side that that maybe is trying to build momentum going into the finals. So that's uh, one interesting thing, and, and it will be interesting to see how that plays out for the Cowboys this year. For their 17, this is the way I see it lining up. I think a lot of these positions pick themselves. I don't think it's too hard of a 17 to come up with. At number one, Scotty Drinkwater. Huge fan of Scotty. I've loved everything I've seen from him, and we've seen how important he is to the Cowboys in the last two years. So just to run through a couple of his basic stats, Last year, he scored 11 tries and had 25 try assists. So he was right up there in that try assist stat. And he's just so important for the Cowboys. If you combine those tries, try assists, and general involvement in the plays leading up to tries, I think Scotty Drinkwater was around the top for players in the NRL with try involvement. Um, 
his general try involvement stats just off the hook and, and he's just so important to this side. His ball playing, he's got a short kicking game, his speed, his ability to to swing around on the left or the right and just burn plays with his speed and create overlaps is fucking amazing. And maybe he's a, a guy for the Blues this year. I know he's been talked about. Obviously, if Tedesco, for whatever reason, Madge doesn't decide to go in that direction, I really think Drinkwater or Pappenhausen are the guys that he needs to look at. These guys with that just sheer speed and ability to, to have X factor and create plays with their passing game or kicking game or or just burn players and make line breaks. I think Drinky is definitely someone that Madge needs to look at this year. And I think for the Cowboys to do well this year, he needs to stay on the park for 25 rounds and he needs to help them um, get into the final. So Scotty Drinkwater at fullback will be super important for them. Semi Valame had a fucking great trial on the weekend, absolutely carved up. Um, in a trial where the Cowboys side were kind of running uphill against a pretty full-strength Brisbane side, I thought he played fantastic. He was outstanding, made a couple of line breaks. He is a very physical, tough, strong guy um, with good leg speed. So I think Sammy Valame will get that wing spot. Obviously, he's going to be fighting it out against Kyle Felt, who's been a bit of a Cowboys stalwart. I think he's few games or a few tries away from breaking some club records there so there might be a bit of a sentimental piece that comes into the the fall there for the cowies but i do think in terms of picking your best player in form that needs to be sammy velame for me so i think we'll see sammy on the right wing we'll see murray Taolungi on the left wing which has been a spot that he's occupied for the last couple of seasons uh didn't have his best season last year but again was another one of these fucking players that just puts on the Maroon jersey and absolutely carves up. Some of the defense in origin for him last year was outstanding. So for the Cowboys, they're going to want to see those efforts this year again. In the centers, Val Holmes on the left. Uh, like I said, we saw how much it hurt the Cowboys when Val Holmes got suspended last year. Not only is he a top center in the game, one of our top representative players, um, but he's also a senior player on this side, a leader in the side. He's the goal kicker, so he's super important to this side. So the Cowboys need him on the field this year for as many rounds as possible, obviously taking into account the fact that he's going to be in the Maroons camp, but they need him around more. His ability just to to break games open at the click of his fingers is amazing. So Val Holmes in the centres and Zach Labart. Uh, so obviously there's been a little bit of talk and I've seen Viliami uh, Valia, hopefully I'm saying that correct, apologies if I'm not, From who's come over from the Warriors. He's been thrown up as a centre, but I like Zach Labart, another guy who's been in this system for a couple of years now. He got a few games last year. I just talked about someone, uh, what I see from Labart. There's just really something there and I'm expecting a really big season from Labart. I think he's going to pop up as one of the best young centres in the game this year. I just love the way... He moves across a footy field. It's almost Josh Dugan-like, and he scored a few really impressive tries last year. And I think he made some good decisions in defense last year. There were a couple, if you look, there were tries scored down his edge, but I thought he jammed quite well, Um, and it was just overlap situations where he just got burnt by good ball players, and I don't think he necessarily made bad decisions. I just think that whole left in general got burnt by better sides like your Penrith and, and these kind of sides. So I liked what I saw from Zach Labart and I really want to see his development this year. I'm really excited. He's probably one of my sort of top five, top ten players that I'm excited to see this year, hoping that he'll have a breakout season. 
in the halves, Tommy Deaton, he's obviously recently just re-signed until 2029. Um, so he's going to become a career cowboy. Obviously played a handful of games for the Broncos, but the majority of his career has been with the Cowboys. Had a solid year last year, can definitely improve. His running game is his best feature, and I want to see plenty more of that this year. When he's at his best, Tommy did, and he's running for 90 to 100 metres a game. He's got one of the better, better show and goes of the halves in the NRL. Obviously, he's one of these guys that's sort of next in line for Queensland, and we saw what he did when he did play for Queensland. He just slotted straight into that side and, and played his role perfectly. So he's someone that's really important for the Cowboys. As a half, obviously brings a lot more creativity than Chad Townsend does. Like we said before, you know, Chad Townsend's not really this type of player like yeah, Nathan Cleary's who, as well as managing the games, really bringing those um, X-Factor type plays to a game or creative plays. So uh, Tom Deedon's important in that regard. He's got a good short kicking game. He's got beautiful ball playing, nice hands. Reminds me of what Cleary was like when he was young. So Tommy Deedon at 5'8", Chad Townsend, we've touched on him last year. I think he can definitely improve defensively. And I think for Chad, as long as he's getting the team around the park and he's kicking well, finding space with his kicking game, that's super important for this Cowboys side. With the forward pack they have, he needs to help build off that momentum, find space, bury sides in the other end and um, you know let his forwards recover and, and keep sides down the other end. So that's what I want to see from Chatty Townsend. Jordan McLean will be the starting prop with Jason Tamalolo. Uh, we spoke about JT already. They need more from him. It's simple as that. Um, his stats look good if you're an average forward, but at the end of the day, he's not. He's on a million dollars a season. So <clears throat> as fans, we want to see more from him, and the Cowboys in general want more from him as well. <clears throat> They'll be keen for a, a, a much bigger year from Jason Tamalolo. Uh, Jordan McLean as well. I think we can see more from him, a guy of his stature. Um, when he's on, he's brilliant takes tough carries, gets good meters, very solid defender. Um, but I think the Cowboys can expect more from Jordan McLean. At hooker, <clears throat> we see Reese Robson, of course. So he had a fantastic year last year. I really love what Reese Robson provides for this side. Got a debut in origin. I thought he slotted into that role pretty well in what was a pretty difficult environment to to start your representative career. So, Reese Robson there at number nine. Helam Lukey, the guy just needs to stay on the park because he's a fucking gun. Just another one of these back rowers that the Cowboys continue to develop and bring on this guy. He's obviously been around for a few seasons, but he's just been cruel by injury. And then he's been stuck behind guys like your Jeremiah Nanai's, um, your Cohen Hess, these kind of guys. So, Helam Lukey, if he gets some consistent time on the park this year, look out. He's going to have a huge season. Love his line-breaking ability, solid defender, very physical, that real kind of tricky, tall, rangy kind of guy on the edge that can just cause havoc for other sides. So um, not sure what side he'll line up on. I assume it'll be the left. Obviously, Nanai, Nanai's side is preferred on the right, so he can create a really good combination with Tommy Dearden, we've obviously talked about Tommy Dearden. He's a beautiful ball player. His ability to square out the defense. It's going to create a lot of headaches for opposition sides. They're going to do a lot of work on Tom Dearden in terms of whether he shows and goes or throws short to Helam Lukey. So it gives Tom Dearden a couple of options, and I think he's going to create a lot of headaches. And I expect to see a lot of line breaks down that side. That's either going to result in Helam Lukey tries, um, 
Val Holmes tries or um, Murray Taolungi finishing off tries on that left side. And, and if you think about Scotty Drinkwater um, looping around on that left side as well, I think it's uh, it's going to be a fantastic left edge for the Cowboys and an edge that they can score a lot of points on, that's for sure. On the right, Jeremiah Nano, we spoke about him. He's a damaging ball runner. He's a brilliant option for kicking. He's just always around the ball. He's one of these guys that's always in the right place at the right time. For the Cowboys, they just need more consistency from him. It's as simple as that. But uh, looking forward to what Jeremiah Nano can do in his third year in the side for the Cowies. Ruben Cotter at lock, recently given the captain gig. Expectations rise a little bit higher, which is pretty standard for someone who's been given that captain gig. And I think Cotter's a lot like your Boyd Cordner type captain where he's not going to be the most vocal, but he's going to lead with his actions. And, and we've seen what Ruben Cotter's actions are like in the last few years. One of the gurus, initial CBA alumni, Ruben Cotter, just comes out and does his thing. He's tough as fucking shit. Uh, he's tough as an old boot. He takes the tough carries. He tackles all day. Uh, gets quick play the balls. He's a really important guy for the Cowboys and a big reason why he's been given the captaincy. So if you're on the field and you're seeing your captain do what Ruben Cotter does, doing the nasty shit, getting in, taking the tough carries, tackling his ass off, you're going you're gonna to follow this bloke. It's, it's just as simple as that. He's one of these leaders that you just see what he does and it makes you want to rise and do the same thing. So uh, keen to see another year for Ruben Cotter this year. On the bench, Jake Granville at 14. I've always been a huge fan of Jake Granville, particularly since that 2015 season. I thought he was probably unlucky not to win himself a Clive Churchill, probably one of the more underrated bench players in the last few years. I think he's still come on and done a pretty good job, even when the Cowboys haven't been successful. Looking forward to seeing what Jakey can do. One of these players that despite getting older, he's still got that spring in his step, still got that speed. So he provides a, a very handy utility role and a, a bit of spark off the bench. For the Cowies, number 15, Griffin Neem. We saw him playing for the Kiwis at the end of last year. Did a fantastic job. Had a great season. Just love seeing that bleached head getting around the field. Big fan of Griffin Neem. Takes tough carries, makes breaks, has a lot of impact off the bench. Really important player for the Cowies off the pine. Cohen Hess has been one of these players that showed so much fucking promise but he's just really struggled to show it year in, year out. He kind of has patches of four weeks where he's really good and then four weeks of inconsistency. He's found himself in and out of the Queensland side. For Cohen Hess, I think he just needs to keep it really simple. And I think Cohen Hess's best position is in the middle of the field. I don't really like when he's on an edge. I think for him, if he's just – all he has to focus on is running the ball and tackling – give him 20, 30 minutes, bring him on and off the field. I think that really simplifies his role, and I think that's the best that the Cowboys can get out of Cohen Hess. Number 17, obviously with Leilua leaving the side, I would love to see Kuli Kefo Fini Fuiaki. I think he looked fantastic in the trial last week. He was a real handful on that right edge for the Cowies and for that left edge of the Broncos. Made a couple of line breaks, lots of tackle breaks. I thought he took a lot of tough carries. I thought he had quick play the ball, set up a good um, benchmark for the Cowboys in that trial. I thought he looked really good. I think he defends quite well. So uh, keen to see Kuli Kefu Fini Fuiaki this year on the bench for the Cowies. In terms of some other blokes to look out for, 
I really like Sam McIntyre in that uh, trial against the Broncos last week. I know he's been a little bit of a journeyman, but he put on some fantastic shots in that first 10 minutes, brings a lot of physicality, and he ball played really well at the back. Kind of reminded me of um, Victor Radley a bit with his ball playing and the way he was getting around and putting on those big shots. So I think he's a really handy guy to have as a backup on the bench. You know, he might force his way into the side with consistent efforts in efforts in Queensland Cup or he might be a player that can just jump in when a few of these Cowboys are out around the origin time. So we're obviously going to see Reese Robson, Jeremiah Nanai, Ruben Cotter in the origin setup. So it's definitely an opportunity for McIntyre to jump in and maybe start in that lock roll while Cotter's out. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Sammy McIntyre can do. Jermaine Tanua-Brown, I was shocked when I looked at how many games this bloke's played. I think he's a really good big bopper option for the Cowboys off the bench to jump in and fill some of these middle roles throughout the season. And then Jack Kajewski, we saw him jump in in the trials on the weekend. He started on an edge. I don't know whether he makes the Cowboys' best 17, but I feel like he's one of these no-nonsense players that can fill a gap really well and provides good depth for the Cowboys. He used to be a, a really good line runner, but I think injuries and just lack of consistent time on the field has cruelled Gajewski a little bit, but nonetheless, he's a, he's a fantastic depth option for the Cowboys. Uh, someone else to watch out for who we would have seen in the trials last weekend, someone that I identified as someone to watch in my guy and the watch content on the How Good Sport page was Thomas Duffy. He got to start at halfback last year. He's been highly touted. Gus Gould tried to sign this bloke and the Cowboys did a really good job to hang on to him a local talent, so well done to the Cowboys and well done to Thomas Duffy for showing some loyalty and patience as well because I think it's going to be rewarded with a spot within the next year or two. You've obviously got Chad Townsend as your halfback, but he's getting older. He could be a year or two away from um, retiring. There's every, I mean, there's not every chance, but if he was to have a season-ending injury or an injury that um, required him to be off the field for long-term, um, there's every chance that Thomas Duffy gets a chance there. I thought he did a good job on the weekend. You know, he didn't stand out and the bloke's 18 or 19. He's not going to come on to the field and, and be Jonathan Thurston. But for a young bloke, I saw some good signs. I thought he was decent defensively. I thought his kicking game was fantastic. We'll see the scope of his kicking game a lot more this year. Watch him in Queensland Cup or in the opportunities he gets in first grade. He's a really fantastic kicker. And what I really liked to see was his ball playing. I noticed a lot of his passes were just out in front for the players. He created space for his five-eights, his full-backs, got early ball to his centres. So I thought that was a really promising sign for Thomas Duffy. Definitely excited to see what he can do with some opportunities this year. I see the Cowboys finishing around that 9-12 to 12 bracket. Obviously, they've got a fantastic and a really well-balanced side. They've got a, a brilliant forward pack. They've got some fantastic outside backs. We spoke about Drinky and how important he is. At his best, he's a representative quality fullback. Valentine's Holmes, Tom Dearden, these are guys that at their best, and, and even Mari Taolangi, these are representative quality guys. And I think Zach Labart's really going to stand out for the Cowboys this year. And then you've got Reese Robson at hooker, Ruben Cotter at lock, Jason Tamalala at prop. So it's a really well-balanced side. But we saw last year, for whatever reason, they lack consistency. And, and just going off that, I find it hard to put them in the eight. Like I want to see 
consistent football from these guys before I'm willing to declare them for the top eight. And the reality is there's so many other sides improving this year. There's other sides that have great balance like these guys. And um, if I'm being really honest, probably have better spines just in terms of players that we know can stand up in the big games and deliver. So for me, I do see the Cowboys finishing that 9-12 to 12 bracket. Um, but I think if Drinky stays on the field for the whole year, if Taumalolo rediscovers that form, if Val Holmes can stay on the field and we see a bit of improvement from Chad Townsend, then I think the Cowboys will make the eight. But I just want to wait to see that. So based on what we saw last year, I'm just going to go off the evidence from last year. I do think we'll see them finish in the 9-12 to 12 bracket, but I do hope they make the top eight. Um, the NRL is just in a better place when the Cowboys are doing well. I look forward to seeing that round one game at Suncorp Stadium against the Dolphins. Always a good fixture when we see these Queensland derbies in round one at Suncorp Stadium. Fantastic way to start the season for the Queensland fans. They always pack out that stadium. So looking forward to that fixture. Thank you for tuning into this episode. Our next episode will be the Manly Preview with their first game Sunday week. It's only eight days away. Giddy up fucking oath. Let's go.